0: Log Talk Radio.
1: Welcome to the Spilled Tea, your place for the latest on pop culture, entertainment news, and LGBT issues. Now, here are your hosts.
2: And welcome back to another edition of the Spilled Tea. I'm David, one of the co hosts, and I have with me the. (laughs) Sorry, that's not Kyle this time, that's me. Um, I have with me Michael. Say hello, (laughs) Michael.
1: Hello. How are you?
2: (laughs) Good, you know, city living. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that makes up for Kyle. He won't be joining us today because he's ill. And I told him, you know, you're a bitch when you're not sick, so I can only imagine when you're sick. Um, yeah, I would rather him sit this one out anyway. I mean, who wants to start talking when they're sick, you know? Like, whatever. I'm sure he's lovely when he's cold or stomach bug or whatever, you know? I just, I would feel, like, crap if I had to talk, you know? But whatever. Yeah. Um, so, let's get started. How was your weekend, my dear?
1: Um, my weekend was very good. It has gone by fast, and originally I was trying to go out of town this weekend with my cousin Stephanie, and we were going to visit a couple friends in Virginia um, and make a long weekend out of it, but then we both realized that trips cost money, and we're poor, and Mm -hmm. that takes time, so we canceled that, and... So she had her kids at her dad's house, and so and her fiancé was out of town at a bachelor party. So we got together on Friday and watched scary movies and ate hot dogs and had a slumber party, and it was a good day. Hmm. Um, and then my nephew today had his first communion, so we had a party over at, the, at their house for him. Um, and then the, the staff that I worked for, we had um, our student banquet for the end of the year with some awards and some brunch and things like that. So um, So it's been a busy weekend, but it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. So how about how nice. about yours? I know you had a birthday. Yes, my birthday was on Friday,
2: and um, we have this new thing where we have to go to a side door to. Um, we have to we have to go to a side door to get into the building because our main parking lot is being repaved. So when oh. I walked in, I didn't see big balloons and all that stuff at my desk. So I was like, oh, cool. So I get closer and I'm like, shit, my desk was covered with shit. I mean, oh. like little sayings like you clip out like party, happy birthday, like all over my desk. For some reason, they had like fake rings all over my desk. They put a big, okay. huge um pin, a giant pin that said princess. Um, yeah, it was like insane. It was insane. So well, I had slight OCD, so um, mm. I was like, oh, <laughs> and um, balloons everywhere. It was just like, ugh. It was like the happy birthday people threw up or exploded at my desk. Um Aww. But, of course, I mean, the fact that they did that is amazing. Um, yes. And then also, too, most of them know, so it's even more amazing, that they still did this for me. So. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty cool.
1: That's nice. Um, it's, it's like things like that show that they love you, and that's always a good thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They, um,
2: one of them came to me and said, you know, I'm not saying it was bad before you came here, but before you started working, it was less lively. And I was like, wow, mm. thank
0: you. Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> so that was nice. Um, after work, I um, went to go see Age of Ultron. Um, the Avengers movies. I'll we'll get to that a little later.
3: Okay. And
2: um, after that I came home. Um, Saturday I spent the day with my brother-in-law, my nephew, and my niece. We went to a hot dog stand. We went to dinosaur tracks. Well, dinosaur footprints. And then um, real dinosaur footprints too.
3: Okay.
2: then we went to this place called Look Park where it had a tiny, tiny zoo. Um which I felt horrible because it's a zoo. There was like a bald eagle, there was a uh, red hawk red tail hawk, there was owls, there was deer. And although I loved seeing them because I hadn't seen them before,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's like, Oh,
2: I want you to go free. You shouldn't be Wait, here. you,
1: know? right, you saw a lot live animals. Huh? live animals, or were these little with dead stuffed on a wall?
2: Oh, no, they, they were live.
1: Okay. I mean, both kind of freaked me out, but um, yeah. well, it the, would just help the dead picture dead
2: freaked me out completely. Like,
1: I yes. wouldn't be cool with that. <laughs> <No>.
2: <laughs> Although, I do like museums because, yes, they, they are dead animals and stuff, but they feel fake. So, in my mm-hmm. mind, they're not real. So, mm-hmm. I'm okay with mm-hmm. museums. Um, yeah. And then after I got done with with my fam, I um, went to my former co her name is Kristen, I went to her house, and her um, husband, funny story there, when I was working at Mass Mutual, I became friends with Kristen, and she worked across the hall. Well, I would have to go downstairs for a meeting, and I saw this guy named Matt, and I was like, Oof, who is that? <laughs> and I was telling Kristen, I said, Kristen, there's this guy, Matt, that's really hot down by the marketing department. She's like, oh, yeah, I think I know him. I said, oh, okay. Why well, didn't you meet me one day? So I think you know where this is going, right?
1: I think I do, and I love it. Take me there.
2: <laughs> so one day she's like, all right, let's go meet Matt. And I said, okay. So we walked down there, and I'm like, oh, like tripping my hair. So she's like, Matt, this is David. And I said, hi, Matt, and I'm like freaking out. Matt says hi, and he kisses Kristen, and I'm like, huh? <laughs> and then yes, that was your fiance. That's forward. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh. So I visited Good her. To you figured out. Oh, she totally did. So um so she starts cracking up, she's like, I'm sorry I hadn't do that but it was just hilarious.
0: And I'm like, What?
2: Um so I visited her. She just had a baby in January, so
0: um I met
2: her her new baby, Tristan, her mm-hmm. seven year old Camden, and then okay. her two year old, um, Logan. Okay. And anybody who knows me knows I love kids. Mm-hmm. So, but I was a little thrown off by these kids because normally with kids, you get around them, they're sweet to you and they finally warm up to you. But this one, Camden, the older, she's a, she's a girl, not a boy, mm-hmm. just to let you know. Okay. So Camden, um, we're eating dinner. I've been there like 20 minutes. She turns looks at me in front of everybody and says, David, I love you. I'm like, oh. I was like, though, <laughs> no. I was like, uh, yeah Thank you, sweetheart. I should say I love you back, but I was just so yes. thrown off. I was like, "Huh." Mm-hmm. And then we went it's for like, a walk. This is moving a bit too fast. <laughs> she's just so she's so adorable. And then uh, yeah. we went outside, and her brother. So her mother had Tristan in her in her hands. Her dad was walked away to talk to somebody, and her brother Logan was like, "I want to be pushed on the swing." And so look, Camden looks at me and goes, well, David can do it.
0: I'm <laughs> like, well, okay then. Thank you.
2: <laughs> I go to her mom, like, I guess apparently I was doing nothing, so I go with yes. her brother. Yes. So um, then we start walking, and they showed me around the property and stuff, and they showed me around the house. And it was just really nice to see another side of people that I'd known for years because I got to know about their, like, family and stuff like that, Mm
0: -hmm. Um,
2: which was nice. I mean, I'd known these people, let's see, I was at Mass Mutual in 2005 and I left in 2006 and i have been friends with her since then. So it was just nice to see, like, see her again. Um, Then I came home and today I went to brunch with one of my best friends doing we 647 on Tremont Street. If you're in Boston, go, go Ta t- for Tuesday, you'll see me. Um, yeah, I went to brunch there, and it was nice, and saw the cute gay boys, and then I came home. Hmm. So, yeah, it was a nice weekend, and I felt like I, yeah. I did everything I wanted to do and got a lot accomplished, so... Yeah, that sounds yeah. like a good time. So, let's just get into it. Um, okay. So, hot off the heels of Bruce Jenner's um, interview,
0: mm-hmm.
2: there, there are new details surfacing that he's okay. being sued. He's being sued by the... So, what happened was he got into a accident. He hit someone... She hit another car, and when she hit that car, she died.
1: And she was a widower. The person in the middle car so died or the person in the, the last car, the died? car
2: died? The middle car died. The middle car died. So when she died, um, her stepkids, because she doesn't have any kids, are suing Bruce Jenner. Okay. Which makes sense, right? Well, it doesn't make sense. Here's why. Okay. Before she died, it's been decades since she talked to her stepkids. She did not like them. She did not talk to them. And the suit claims that their 69-year-old mother financially supported them and with her death, they needed to sue Bruce. Are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) Are you kidding
1: me? I don't think they are. (laughs) Four
2: kids are are living off of a 69-year-old woman. I mean, sounds a little suspicious to me. Yeah. Uh,
1: What are your thoughts, on? So, I don't know. We're in in such a society where all we do is sue, you know, or we're looking Mm -hmm. for a way to get money or, and I'm not saying sometimes it's not deserved. You know, sometimes it's the right thing and sometimes you deserve it and sometimes that's the proper thing to do. But I feel we're almost more in a society where, like, (laughs) not that we go through a day hoping something happens so we can sue, but, if it happened and we got you sue, it wouldn't be the end of the world. And so I don't mm-hmm. know. I feel like like unless bad things happen, that's sometimes life, and accidents happen and car accidents happen and people unfortunately die, and I'm not for that. Um, but mm-hmm. it Except was they unless babies on T V What's that? Except if their babies I'm, on TV. Exactly, exactly. I'm talking about real life now. So unless, unless it was like drunk driving or like a malicious accident or I crashed you on purpose, you know, like, I don't know. I feel like kind of like there's a time and a place. On the other hand, I feel mm-hmm. that um, if these stepchildren were not really in their stepmom's life, you know, like,
0: mm-hmm. they maybe
1: don't really have a right to sue. I mean, you're just opportunistic. On the other hand, right. isn't that the American way? An opportunity presents itself, yep. yourself, let's we'll jump on it, we might get rich and get our 15 minutes. So I don't blame them. I judge them, but I don't blame them because it's kind of expected nowadays, and that's that's sad.
2: Right. Now, another piece of the pie is people are saying, pie. well, reports are coming in that he was texting while he was driving. Oh, okay. That's why he got into a accident. Yeah. Okay. So uh, it's, it's almost like that whole mystery on Young and the Restless where who killed Austin. It's like so many different things pop up every day and you just don't know what's okay. going
0: to be. Oh. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah.
2: I originally wanted to know about the suit. In his interview, but it turns out when he was interviewed with Barbara Walters, it was before the accident. Or that's why it was yeah. really talked about. Yeah. But now I kind of don't want to know. And I know that sounds really backwards of me, but it's like, okay, is this going to take away from everything that he's trying to do? You know.
0: hmm
2: So.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know. I, yeah. Yeah, it, uh, uh, anyone anyone can get in an accident. Anyone, uh, so mm-hmm. many people that can go. I mean, it's not the smartest thing, and it's dangerous, yeah. and things can happen. But you, you can't. I don't know. I don't want to say like, oh, what were you thinking when we've probably done it as well? And unfortunately, this mm-hmm. is kind of what happens. So hopefully, that's a message like, don't do that. Um, but I think it just kind of makes you human in a way too. You know, like, I don't know. But I, I kind of agree with you too. Like, I mean, the, the Kardashians. As much as I love them, and I think you love them too. We get made fun of, mm-hmm. for enjoying their show. And um, so this was kind of um, his interview with Diane Sawyer was kind of a way to kind of, you know, add some other, you know what I'm trying to say, you know, to kind of, I don't want to yeah. legitimize this, but um, he gave some, some ground to an issue. And so, and like you said, unfortunately people are going to jump on this now and kind of like, well, should we even listen? Because look what he does, he crashes and kills people. And that's not really the point. It's just unfortunate times. Right. Yeah,
2: it just sucks. I feel so bad, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um speaking of violence, mm. um it turns out that um did we I don't remember if we talked about Baltimore last week?
1: We did not. Um
2: So there's Baltimore riots because once again, And it's not a black thing. It's not a white thing. It's just plain a people thing. When people don't get their way, they start to riot. When Mm -hmm. they lost the hockey game in Canada, white folks rioted. And they blew up cars. They just made a mess. It seems Mm -hmm. that in America, when a verdict goes against releasing white officers for killing a black kid... Instead of peaceful marches that Martin Luther King did or sit-ins or whatever, we riot. And we don't riot the neighborhoods where we feel we were wrong. We riot our neighborhood. I don't understand that. How could you walk, sorry, how could you run to a pizza shop that you used to go to every single day or order food from and then smash its windows or the dry cleaner where where you drop off your clothes, like, or the mini mart where you get your quick food from. Why would you do that? I don't understand it. It makes zero sense to me. And, again, black people aren't the only ones that do it. It's just in America, it feels like
0: we are
2: the only ones. Because that's all we see in the media. Yeah. And the horrible thing about this story is that these cops really said, well, he broke his own neck. That's how he died. Are you freaking Mm -hmm. kidding me? Mm-hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Come on. Yeah. This is a lethal weapon where Mel Gibson breaks his shoulder to, to pop it out of place to... To get out of some chains, or no, no, this kid was a kid. He's He wasn't trying to maneuver himself and broke his own neck to try to wiggle his way out. His neck was broken. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but um, what are your thoughts on the whole writing, writing and
0: oh,
1: So I got. I don't even know where to start. <laughs> just mm. One, like one thing before I even get into like. Baltimore specifically, like the the thing I want to start with first is just like you said, um like uh you mentioned Canada and there mm-hmm. is riots happen all the time in the United States and most of the time it's having to do with my football team on the college level lost and this or that. And uh. upside down and set on fire <sighs> and store windows are broken, all these things. But when it's college fans majority white, when they do it, they're called <laughs> Um, well, the, they're not called rioters they're not called thugs they're not called you know any mm-hmm. of those names it's, they're called like mm-hmm. um, oh, fans or, or, rowdy, or kid. rowdy,
3: mm-hmm. rowdy
1: kids rowdy kids mm-hmm. rowdy kids who took their good time too far and so that's yep. a whole thing in itself because of the way and, and when you talk to people who don't agree with you and they say well people were mad about that as well were they because it didn't seem like that on social media or in the news and I mean you even have to mm-hmm. remind people that these things happen um So that's the whole problem to start with, just even how it's framed. Um, So there's that. Um, And then the other thing, and I'm speaking to my fellow white people here, and you need to do better, I'm going to say that we, it might not be Michael per se, it might not be Susie per se, but in general, we are not in a perfect world. And in this society, white people are the oppressors. So to an extent, I don't really feel it's up to me to judge how someone who is oppressed reacts to that oppression. You know, I might have thoughts or questions, um, but at the end of the day, I don't know that life and I don't know that experience. So I just get so frustrated sometimes where a lot of people who might look like me will take the stance, I don't understand, this shouldn't happen, you know, blah, blah, blah. We're not in a perfect world. And if you look back in the past, how do you think we got to where we are now? I mean, things weren't always perfect riots turned into rebellions turned into wars turned into this or that i mean i don't know so many people just think only these things happen in the past and once it happens in the Mm. present you must have done something wrong to make it happen not even entertaining thought that maybe something socially is unjust and maybe they're reacting to it and maybe we ask the question well how come we didn't know about it well now we know about it but now we take the stance well that's not how they should react i don't know People need to do better, and we need to do a better job of listening. We need to do a better job at understanding, you know, our neighbors, our brothers and sisters. But it just all it gets me riled up, um, and I just get mad at people <laughs> for You know, why are you so mad at maybe you should be mad at the oppression or at the rate that African-American males are jailed or beaten by police. Let's get mad at that. You can maybe be upset and have questions about how the community reacted, but why are we focusing on that? That's not the problem, mm. so I don't know. That, I'm going to stop there for now. You can, I can come back if you need more. But <laughs> Woo! Yes,
0: angel I get a little worked up because people just don't ruffles. understand. What you saying? I said the angel
2: got her wings all ruffled. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh! She is again. on fire! <laughs> <laughs> wow.
1: Okay. Um, yeah, and, 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 I have one other thing to say. I will say this. You uh-oh, know, uh-oh. there's... <laughs> there are, and I'm not I'm not blaming people as I talk to my white neighbors, um, but there's mm-hmm. this, you know, the hashtag Black Lives Matter, you know, to draw attention to these issues that are happening in the news. There's been so many people that have changed it to All Lives Matter. And, well, yes, mm-hmm. it's true. Everyone is worthy of dignity and all of that. But you're missing the point. And I saw someone explain it a couple of days ago to just put it into perspective. Would you run through uh, – a fundraising event for cancer research, and shout. there's heart disease too. No, you would be happy that attention was being brought to cancer, you know, and then you mm-hmm. would, you know, focus on this and focus on that. You know, you, uh, I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I know exactly so, what I mean. Yes.
0: Whew. Oh, take
1: a so, There's that. Hopefully it was organized. Hopefully something came out of there, but yeah. Yeah. Okay.
2: Well, let's get to a lighter <laughs> topic and a complete hard turn. Um, yes. What are some of the more
1: recent movies that you've seen lately? Um, Let's see. I am trying to be better at going to the movies. Um, I tend to do a better job in the summer when there's just seems to be like, I
3: don't
1: yes. know. I can't even say more free time because – we still have jobs, but I mean, you know. Yeah. So the last movie I saw in the theater was Cinderella, and I think we talked about that a couple of weeks ago, or maybe oh, last yeah. week. Oh um, yeah. Last week. But mm-hmm. I. Yeah, but I want to see. Um, it's not out yet, but I do want to see the sequel to Pitch Perfect. I'm excited to see that. The next yeah, out. Um And honestly, I don't. I feel bad. I don't even know what's playing right now. I'd have to look online and see. Um, there's no movie like hanging over my head like I got to get there to see this. So I'm sure I would find something that I like. Right. But I don't know what's up there. Well, right everybody now. You, knows you that I'm to, like. The,
2: you go pretty weekly, right? Yeah, yeah, I do. I go to the movies every week. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
2: This week, like I said earlier, was the Age of Ultron. Um, okay. Now, we were talking about this before um, we went on air. Yeah. I love the first one because if anybody watches or has watched Buffy the Empire Slayer, the TV series, you know, Joss Whedon has a very distinct voice when he writes. Mm-hmm. It's called mm-hmm. um, it was called Buffy Verse, where it was like okay, a, a dramatic scene, and she would say something so sarcastic, you'd be like, oh, that's so hilarious. And he's just very inventive, you know. Did you watch Buffy this series?
1: No, I did not. I had friends that did, so I've seen a few episodes, and I know some of the characters' names, but but not much more than that. Well, he actually was the first. C W, well, it
2: was C W, no, or maybe it was Warner Brothers at the time. He was the first person on that network to be nominated for an Emmy, I think, because yeah. he had a show in Buffy called Hush, where these characters with no, they were creepy. Do you know the the um the painting, the Screamer? Yes, like, yes. It's got his hands on his face. Picture yeah. that in a suit bald head, white face, no mouth, and floating. Not walking, floating. And mm-hmm. these gentlemen they were called would come into your bedroom while you're sleeping and steal um they would knock you out and steal your heart while you're sleeping. So it's like Okay. It was so awesome that it got nominated for an Emmy. So okay. I've just putting it out there that he's an amazing writer, he's an amazing director, and when he did the yeah. first movie, I mean, it was so funny. But the thing mm. that sticks out in my head was, um, did you did you see the first Avengers? I did not know. Okay. So, Captain America was frozen in ice for 70 years, and then he was unthawed, and he is now in present time. So, um, Thor is from another planet, Asgard. And he came here to get his brother, Loki. So they were saying in a meeting, I'm like, um, they were like, we got to kill Loki. And he goes, he is my brother. That's what Thor says. And then um, Scarlett Johansson says, he came to the planet, destroyed a whole town, and he killed like 80,000 people. And And this is because, this is true. So then Thor goes, well, he's adopted. And it's like, it was the way he said it, it was just like so funny, and everybody in the theater laughed. And then um, somebody said in the, in the same scene, they said, Oh, people are going to walk around like flying monkeys. And then Steve, um, Captain America, goes, Wait, I get that saying. I know what that means. And Robert Downey Jr. as Tony Stark, he's in the corner, folds his arm, and just rolls his eyes like, Oh, God. It was just, Those little things are what made it so original. It was like watching the the Avengers movie was like seeing a cartoon and watching it breathe. It was so human, you know?
0: Hmm. Yeah.
2: And then you watch Age of Ultron. (laughs)
0: Uh Oh.
2: (laughs) It felt like Joss Whedon had started to write it, and then someone else took over and rewrote over what he was doing. Okay. That's what it felt like. It felt so generic, it felt so bland, there was no snark, there, were, there was a little bit here and there, but it wasn't the type of movie that, after it was done, people applauded. Okay. Um, and then, I did a little research. So, I was telling my friend this, and he said, oh, well, you know, on Rotten Tomatoes, Um, The first one was really high, and the second one was kind of, you know, low. And I said, oh, Mm -hmm. so you and I were off air, and I researched it. The first one, now, Rotten Tomatoes is a movie critic's website, and it's very credible. Everybody uses it. Uh, The major um, studios use it. They gauge, you know, okay, well, if it scored really high in Rotten Tomatoes, maybe we will put out a sequel. You know, like, it Mm -hmm. really is a credible website, So, the first movie got 92% with um, 8 over 10 votes, 10 being the highest. The second one, Age of Ultron, got 75% with 6.7 out of 10 votes. Oh. So, I was right on the money. It just wasn't Hmm. there. Uh, It's definitely better than some of the other crap out there. Yeah. Oh,
0: man.
1: And did you say that this is there's more
2: coming? This is a series of
1: movies.
0: Yes.
2: So at the end of this movie, there was. See, this is the confusing part. At the end of the first one, there was a a villain named Thanos, and he turns to the camera and he smiles, and you're like, "Oh shit!" Because (laughs) I'm not huge in the comics, but I I do my Um. research. Thanos is probably the most evil villain in the Marvel universe. He's like awful. Okay. So you think that he's gonna be in this one, but he's not. He is going so to be in the all. next two, which are called the Avengers. Um, which the Avengers Infinity War part one and two. So he's going to be in the next two. So there's gonna be four movies four Avengers movies in total. They're going to be doing a um another Captain America and I think another um Iron Man, because the last Iron Man was really successful. Um, okay. What else? I don't know. They're going to have to do something, because they just can't leave these characters where they are, you know? I mean, four movies I don't think is going to be enough.
0: hmm
2: To be honest with you. i going to Um. But, yeah, looking forward to this, I'm a huge movie fan, and that includes comic book movies, so
0: um, I'm not going
2: to go and read the comics, but I'll go on Wikipedia and do my research that way,
0: but the thing is,
2: they don't follow to the comics because um, a character was introduced into um, the Avengers, his name is Vision, and in the comics, he comes into play differently than how he comes into play here. I okay. like the way they, they do this,
1: but, yeah. So it's kind of uh, like when they make a Medea play into a Medea movie, and there are ten things that happen in the play, and the movie yeah. is like, let's take three, and let's make up seven new yeah. things. And they're still good. Yeah. Both of them are good, but they're yes. different. Okay. I mean, I would never compare
2: the Avengers to <laughs> Medea, but I get the analogy. So, yeah. <laughs> I only I
1: know Medea. I don't know superheroes, so that's all I can say. I'm oh, to I guess so. And I <laughs> oh, love I think my oh, favorite
2: Medea movie of all time is I can do bad all by myself. That's my favorite yes. Medea
0: movie.
1: I'm still and angry though.
2: Scene. What?
1: I'm still angry at that movie though. I love the movie. There was no soundtrack. Not even iTunes specific. Like I don't mm-hmm. need the CD. I, I just wanted the title song that Mary J. Blige that's that she sang. Mm-hmm. And the only way you could get it is to press play on the screen. I just wanted it in my car. Oh. So I hold a little grudge about that, I, but that was a good movie. Yeah.
2: I love the scene where Medea's banging on the door, and she's like,
0: hold on a
2: minute. She walks downstairs, and she
0: swings open the
2: door. She's
0: like, oh, I'm
2: And the Medea's <laughs> standing there with the kid. She's like, I don't know who you think you're talking to, but do you know these children and the way she gets me every
0: time. Gets me
2: every time I watch that movie. And I know it's yes. coming, but I just still laugh. Mm-hmm. It's so funny. Oh my yes. God. Um, and then she's like, Little girl, you need to fix your face. Little girl. And, and then she said something like, If you touch me, I will call the police. Little girl, you call the police. And by the time you start dialing that number, that cell phone would be in the back of your throat. And I
1: was <laughs> like, oh my God.
0: <laughs> I you, love movie.
1: Did you see uh, Witness Protection Program? Yeah. Or Medea's Witness Protection, <sighs> I mean? That's the only
2: Medea movie I saw. I tried oh, okay. to watch Medea Goes to Jail, and I was just like, okay, okay this is stupid. So <laughs> I didn't watch it anymore.
1: What? I, I, mm, no. I felt bad for no. Rudy Huxtable. She turned to a life of prostitution, but she had bills. I understood. She came out in the end, oh, um, dear but God. in 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 witness protection, she clearly, you know, as it indicates, goes into hiding. You know, and they they put her with this
0: <laughs>
1: with this the uh, family in some other city, whatever. And the kids, you know, obviously are mouthy, don't respect their parents, and all that. And there's Medea to fix it, and. The oldest daughter, who is the worst, the worst, she comes home one day and, and asks him where, like, her mom or dad is, and Medea decides to teach her lesson. So she tells him there's a horrible accident, and her mama died, and her daddy died, and her brother died, and her sister died. Everybody died. She's the only one left. And then so she starts freaking out, crying. She's like, but I love them. And she's like, oh, you did? Because I didn't see that yesterday and, and all that. And then, obviously, the parents and the family are still alive, and they come through the door. And she runs and she hugs them, and she's so grateful for them. And the parents are like, what did you do? She said, oh, I fixed it. I just told them that you had died in a horrible crash, but that you're okay now. And they were horrified with her, but she <laughs> turned them around. And maybe it's not yeah. how Dr. Spock would tell you to parent, but those kids respected them at the end.
2: Huh. Just
1: saying. Maybe I'll
2: give that a try, but I just, <laughs> when goes to jail, now, jail did, was awful for me.
1: Mm. I did see I don't know if it counts if it's if I I did see um uh we were my my cousin Stephanie and I were in the mood to watch some scary movies and no one ever wants to watch scary movies with us and we don't watch them alone so we have to watch them together and we watched Annabelle, which I feel came out in like November, October, so it's a few months ago, so it's not exactly brand new. Um but mm-hmm. that's the closest to a new movie as I saw and I liked it. Now, so I don't know if you had seen that or if you're into any scary movies. I'm into scary movies, but I didn't see that, no. Okay. It's about, Do you know, um, so it's this doll. Did you see The Conjuring? It's kind of like a takeoff on that. Yeah. Yeah. I heard it's the prequel to that. Yeah. But you look up, so you see this ugly, like mean, like doll, like, gr- like not even gross. I mean, scary, like a freaky doll. Like, why would you look at that and say, I'm going to buy this for my child and put it in the nursery? Right. You would never do that. And so we started to think, right. like, come on, like, this, like, what is this? So we looked up the real Annabelle, because, you know, they saw a true story, they say, and the real Annabelle was just a Raggedy Ann doll that somehow got possessed. So it's just not a scary-looking doll, just a nice, sweet, cotton, Raggedy Ann doll. So they clearly kind of heightened the mood for the movies to kind of get you scared, but right. that's it. Yeah, like in the
2: movie Poltergeist, there's, yes. um, you see that clown with the nose? Why would you ever mm-hmm. find that clown for a kid? Yeah. Like, come on.
0: Yeah.
2: That thing is scary. And they're making that. They're remaking making like, that, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. I think so, yeah. But it's like, it's like, I hate to say this, but it's like Michelle Obama. She always <laughs> okay. looks pissed off even when she's happy. Like, she can be smiling, <laughs> and you're like, oh, this bitch is mad.
0: What did I do? <laughs> oh, God. She has that face, Not-
2: you know? And it's the same with the with this this clown. It's like you're mm-hmm. looking at it and you're like, "All right, this is not a children's toy.
1: Maybe I should mm-hmm. not buy it." But yeah, no
0: but go ahead. But
1: you That's know what? That's why though? people are scared of clowns because of movies like that. But you know what though?
2: That's white people shame. Because black folks, they see a scary dog, they're like, "Oh no, oh no." <laughs> mm-hmm. We're scared of everything, okay? We're scared. Of- <laughs> Brown people are scared of everything.
1: Oh man, I'm scared of the world. So I mean I, I why do you think we
0: don't
2: why do you think we don't go camping? Um oh, are no. we
1: ain't gonna go camping? You know we're actually gonna do that. First. To me die. Let me so Mm-mm. you know you you know Oprah, I'm sure. You've heard of her. Mm-hmm. Wonderful lady, does great mm-hmm. things for the world. There was on her right. um the last season, uh, if you had Oprah Winfrey Network there was a behind the scenes show called season twenty five and it, behind the scenes and it took each episode kind of looked at the creating of two Oprah episodes, like what went into behind the scenes, really fascinating to kind of see like how the show is put together. And there's an episode where uh, Oprah and Gail, her best friend, Gail, went camping and, and it was just hilarious. Yep, I it was fun. That. It was a wonderful mm-hmm. time, but the behind the scenes part, <laughs> they're interviewing Oprah after the fact. And she said, um, <laughs> she, she said, she, um, She didn't mean to speak for all black people, but she said she believed that black people do not want to go camping because why do you want to pretend you are homeless on the weekend? You work hard all week, you pay bills, and then you get to the weekend and you act like let's pretend we have nothing. She said that doesn't appeal to her. That's why she doesn't do camping in real life. And I said, yes, me too. Why? You work hard to pay your mortgage and your rent, and for fun, you're going to leave it and sleep outside? (laughs) I don't see that. I don't get it. I'm not on board. Hilarious. I mean so I am I'm, 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 I'm lying.
2: I do go camping and um, okay. every summer. I go to my friend's cabin in the woods and I
1: have fun okay. there. Um but when we were at camping the first time I went door. up there. What? I said at least you're in the cabin with the door, not like a tent or just outside. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. So you have you have standards.
2: Yeah, so she's taking me for a walk around the place. And we come up, and she's like, oh, this was an abandoned um, – it's an abandoned boys' camp. And I'm looking at it, and I'm like, that looks kind of strange, like toys and stuff. We get to the front, and I look at the front of it, and it says Crystal Lake. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, we need to go. She's like, why? I go, "Uh, Crystal Lake? She's like, what's, what's Crystal Lake? I go, have you never seen Friday the 13th? <laughs> Jason came from Crystal Lake. We need to leave right now. I no, will
0: die.
2: Get out of there. I will be the first one to die. You know? Uh-huh. So Yeah, that was um that was fun. Oh. Yeah, no. So you know my black ass to and I'm there. Um, <laughs> so another topic that I wanted to discuss, which is kind of a sad topic, but I think it's very important to say Okay. Uh, May 3rd, 2013 was the very last scene of Mrs. Catherine Chancellor on The Young mm-hmm.
0: Loretta, a.k.a. Mm-hmm. Jeannie Cooper. Yes. The
2: show has not been the same since she she died. I mean, it really yeah. has not been. And I just wanted to acknowledge that. And she started with the show the first... The, I think she was, like, in the first year um, she debuted. I'm trying to think.
1: Um, yeah, and, I don't think I know she the was there from day one, March. but she was very, very early on, I think. Yeah, I,
2: the, sh- the show started in March 1973. Uh-huh. And I believe she was there in 1972, but I don't know if she was there in March.
3: Yeah. Um,
2: um, I don't know. I'll have to look through that. But it's just I feel like, well, here, here's the thing about that. Um, when Jill Farron Phelps was at General Hospital, mm-hmm. she wanted to get rid of Anna Lee. She wanted to get yes. her out. Oh, yes. Yes.
1: I remember and all of that.
0: That was
2: awful. She was like, I'm not going anywhere. I was promised a lifetime role for the rest of my life, so mm-hmm. don't even try it. Yeah, And then it, it goes even further. When she was on Guiding Light, she wanted to, um, Beverly McKenzie, she would play Alexandra Spalding, had an annual um, summer vacation, and she wanted to mix that on her. Well, Beverly was like, this was in the 90, 94. Uh, no, sorry, sorry, 92. This was in 92. So Beverly was like, all right, you know what? It's in my contract. I can go on vacation.'" So I'm going on vacation. Yeah. And she just didn't like the direction of her character at all. When she went on her vacation, she didn't tell Jill. But in her contract, is there's a clause that she can quit at any point that she wants to. Mm-hmm. Or so guess what? While she was on her vacation, she quit. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. This, that show never recovered from that. And yeah. also, when Jill was there, she killed off a major character. And the heart of the show. So... yeah. I feel like, and I'm going to say it, I yeah. feel like Jill would have worked towards getting rid of Jeannie if Jeannie had not, had lived. If and she had, I, yes. I feel like she would have tried to. Absolutely. Which yeah. is just it's a shame. Since Jeannie's gone, It it the show's off its axis. You know, it has no moral yeah. compass at all. Yeah. And uh, I just, it's sad. It's really sad. Um, yeah. <sighs>
0: There's just so many I just, things I that just don't make, make
2: sense. I know. Yeah. I wish it would find its footing again, but I just feel like it it, it just won't,
3: <laughs> you
1: know?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Um. Since um, so, she's been gone, has her housekeeper, I don't even know if she was still the housekeeper, but was her name Esther? Like, Kate Linder, is she still on yep. the show? Okay.
2: So, she is, and Jill moved into her house. But okay. we rarely see Esther anymore and any ties to Esther, like her daughter Chloe, Chloe's gone from the show. Okay. So it's like they only talk about Chancellor because Victor Newman merged Newman and Chancellor as one company. Okay. So basically every sign of Catherine is gone. The only thing that they do is they have a park called Catherine Chancellor Park.
0: Okay.
2: They go to that park. That's it. Yeah. That- it's like she doesn't exist anymore on the show, and it's
1: disgusting. None of her
2: relatives are on the show. Like, huh. I, I,
1: uh, yeah. See, it's and disgusting. there's just, like, you notice on, like, Days of Our Lives with Tom and Horton mm-hmm. you know, original people, mm-hmm. and they're not on. They're both past, you know, and there's and Square you know, that is on all Mm -hmm. the time because they have no money for sets and only have, like, three. But still, you know, the name is there. And they do the the Christmas, you know, decorated Christmas trivia with all the Horton ornaments. And so there's Mm -hmm. there's little ways where you can still remember your past without dwelling on them, Mm -hmm. you know, just because they're gone. I mean, it's just like in a family. You know, my grandma's gone, but I still want to talk about her, (laughs) you know. And 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 there are Hortons on
0: the show, though, too. Yeah,
1: yes, yes, yeah. They're still a major family. Yeah, so it's not like they're forgotten Mm -hmm. about, but – I just that's just sad, and I have all kinds of things to say, and I don't even know. But it's just I will say this. So I don't know, Ms. Theron Phelps. We're not friends. I've never met her. She's probably a lovely lady. I'm just when I speak, I'm really only talking about what I what I've heard and how you know she does her job. But at the time, there were rumors that when ABC was looking to cancel a couple soap operas that General Hospital was going to be one of them. You know, it wasn't mm-hmm. – I mean, they were all pretty even in the ratings. I feel like One Life to Live, like, a lot of the time still, like, beat GH, but it was kind of close. So it looked like GH was going to get the ax. I was ecstatic when it did it because, you know, that's the show that I watched. But how – it didn't make sense to me, like, if this show was on the verge of being handled, that you would take the person who was in charge of that show and move them to put them in charge of the top-rated soap opera of the last 25 years – like, is that really mm-hmm. the recipe for success? I, I just don't understand it. And there's so, and it would seem mm-hmm. to me, with fewer and fewer soap operas, that means there's more and more soap opera executives without jobs that would love to have a job. Mm-hmm. So it's not as if, well, we only have her or we only have Frank or we only have, you know, whoever. Um, there's all kinds of people out there who would love to revitalize a show and make it successful. But I just don't know why we don't go there. And you know, Michael,
2: that's not yeah. the first soap that that's happened at. When she was at mm. Guiding Light, the same thing happened. When yeah. she was at Another World, the same, the same thing happened. When she was on yeah. Santa Barbara, she the same thing happened. She left yeah. before all of these soaps got canceled, but she put okay. them in the ground. Mm.
0: Yeah. Okay.
2: So I I don't know why we keep doing that in the soap industry. I think part of it is that there are producers out there who will not go to the soap industry because of the fact that we make a mockery of ourselves, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And so there aren't there are unemployed prime time executives and producers that could come to daytime, and it would right. be amazing. But right. the genre is so made fun of. I mean, we were on pop TV for our daytime daytime yeah. Emmys. I mean, really? Yeah. Like, yeah. Would you want to go to that industry? Like the network is hard. Take turns. Money. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, so that's why they, I think that the pool of who they can hire is very limited. I heard a rumor that even though Ed Scott was amazing and was the producer who put the show at number one at the time, he doesn't want to go okay. back to Young the Restless. He oh. doesn't want to go back. Okay. I tweeted Melanie Scott and I said, when is he coming back? Because that's her husband. And she said, he's yeah. very happy at Old and the Beautiful. Right. So, um, hmm. I think they need fresh blood, to be honest with you. Yeah. I really am. Yeah. I think they need someone either from primetime or somebody from theater because Paul Roch was from theater. Yeah. He was a theater director, and they put him yeah. on Another World, and suddenly, Another World is the number one soap, or close to the number one soap. Yeah. The
1: time. Well, and when the when the soaps were New York based, it was really a, a theater mm-hmm. actor's job. You could, you know, do yeah. your thirty-minute live soap, you know, and then get back to the theater. And so there was just this crossover, and this level of respect, this back and forth, and it was just the yep. whole of the world, you know. And it's not yep. clearly it's not that way now, but it was a whole. Yeah. I would have loved to have been born. I mean, not really. Like I like I like I like being in my mid thirties now. Uh, I, I don't want to be sixty or seventy, but I, I always wonder what it would have been like to be born a little early to kind of like be in that heyday of soap. You know, I didn't really watch in the 80s. You know, I didn't start till like, the till mm. early 90s. Um, but, but even then, there were, like, 10, 12 soaps on and, and everything like that. So, I don't know. I would have liked to and, be And the a great part back.
2: about that time is that everything hadn't been done before. You know, right. dub- twins coming back from, uh, evil twins, people coming back from mm-hmm. the dead, that hadn't been done before. So, it was all fresh yeah. and new. Now, everything's yeah. recycled. Nothing yeah. feels fresh anymore. So yeah, yeah, I would have liked to have been born then too. I I mean, I do remember some of the days of our lives with the two jobs. That was amazing. Yeah. And yeah. my favorite era was the '90s when James E. Riley was writing Days of Our Lives. Sammy, yeah. he he mm-hmm. uh, brought Sammy back and Eric, and yeah, the Marlena possession and stuff. Back then, yes. every single soap had their own niche. Days of Our uh, Lives yeah, was more no gothic. no soap was like the next.
1: So yes. Right.
2: Days of Our yeah. Lives was gothic. Young and the Restless was a smart, sassy, business soap. Bold and mm-hmm. Beautiful was the glamorous soap. Uh, Guy yeah. and Light was more about homebodies and um, salt of the earth people. Same with yeah. As the World Turns. They were about the middle class, middle America all my Mama. children was about kind of corn fed people with like kooky mm-hmm. names like Dixie and, and um Bill oh, yeah. and, and, and Billy Clyde, you know, it was like kinda yes. quirky. And um One Like to Live was very social social issue oriented and um everybody had their own just like you said, they had their own voice that one was different from the other. And now you turn on a soap somewhere along the lines the executive producer said, well, Days is doing really well in the rating. You need to copy Days. So when you yeah. look at Young uh, Guiding Light, suddenly Guiding Light has Reva cloned. They had Reva walk through a portrait and travel back in time. They had yeah. uh, all this other stuff that it never would have done before. And right. then you have Young and the Restless who's speeding up their storylines, who's mm-hmm. uh, wrapping up storylines in a month instead of six months. And that's yeah. what Young and the Restless is known for doing. They drag stuff out. So for them, yeah. I, I mean, good stories. Not like this yeah. Austin, Who Killed Austin story that's horrible. <laughs> um,
1: yeah, uh, Yeah. Well, even I, I with the, And the fact going back and forth now there's four subs. like you turn on Young and Restless and you see all the ABC actors. And you turn on mm-hmm. Young and and you see Young and Restless actors. And I remember, even as a, as a kid and in high school, like you would watch like I may have watched General Hospital, and, but my aunt watched Young and Restless. And so, like, if you ever watched that with her, you there was just – so you could totally tell, like, that's an ABC actor. They wouldn't do mm-hmm. it all. or that's a, And there was just something so specific to them. And now everything seems the same because everyone's doing everything. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm not going to hold it against them for taking a job. You know, just because you worked on one network, you shouldn't say no to another network. But they're all blending and they're all kind of similar in a sense because they're all trying to survive. and. It's a whole other thing now. I, yeah,
0: and it's
2: plug. literally, and it's funny because nobody has the idea. Hey, why don't we create a new soap on another network?
1: No one's mm-hmm. doing it
2: because they're all afraid.
1: Or yeah, they're only doing it, do it on the web. That's you don't see anything on TV. It's all like web soaps are coming out. I don't really watch them. I'm interested, um, but that's the only place you're seeing brand new stuff. Really, I think it's good to have a soap on the web because guess what? If you have a soap
2: on TV. America could start it now, but then the rest of the world has to wait. So if you have it on the web, everybody could see it all at once. That's awesome, you know? So, I mean, I think that's a good idea, but it's like,
1: ugh. It's just sad. It's just really sad. Well, if you're looking Um, for a a good book, um, I I acted as if I wrote it. I didn't, Um, but there's a, a book out there called Afternoon Delight, Why Soap Still Matters by Carolyn Henze. She used to have a column in Soap Opera Digest. Um, Oh, yeah. It was called It's Only My Opinion. And it's the only book that I've found because I look, because when I get obsessed with a show or a movie, I want to own everything related to it. I want to be the expert and know stuff. It's really the only history book I've ever found about soap operas, not just here's the history of this show, but, like, behind the scenes and what was the first soap? And it goes into, like, a lot of the creators of the soaps and what they did. And there's, I don't know, you, I just learned a whole lot of good information. Um, and it had a whole list of, of suggestions on how to kind of fix the genre or, like, what we could do to kind of change some things and help. Um, and you just read through it, and I can't, off the top of my head, I can't think of specific examples, but you read it and you're like, yes, 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 why, you should be in charge mm-hmm. of time fix some stuff because, mm-hmm. um, and one of the points they did make is there was a certain time where, like, um, oh, you know, um, Arm, not Arm and Hammer, what are the, uh, 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 Procter and Gamble, you know, Procter like the, the, the mm-hmm. those places. Yeah, like they they were just concerned, like, you know, we want to sell our product, you do what you have to do, get some good ratings. They didn't step in and get involved with the stories. Mm-hmm. They let the writers be writers. And then a certain time came yeah. where that was no longer the case, and I feel that's one yeah. of the you know, one of the tipping points for sure. I think
2: so, too. Um, yeah, I don't understand why are you paying this head writer all this money and you're still going and stepping into all of these, you know, roles. You are supposed to be the executive in charge of all the stuff. You're not supposed to be telling or dictating story. Let, let the mm-hmm. head writer do his job. You know? Exactly. Um, and and then you got somebody like Chuck Pratt who doesn't listen to anybody, who doesn't care about anybody, who writes terrible stories and takes no suggestions. Mm-hmm. So
1: yeah, it has well, a good points
2: and a bad point.
1: <sighs> yes, exactly. I agree. So um,
2: I also want to to mention today. Um, today, some um, someone asked me, you know, are you watching Soul Sunday on OWN? And I said no. With Janet Mock and Laverne Cox. I think Laverne Cox was on, was tweeting live about it, but Janet Mock okay. was on Soul Sundays and she was helping Oprah wrap her brain around the transgender community okay. and, and answer some questions for her. So look for that on On. Okay. Um, it came out today, so should be good. I, I think I'm going to try to search for it on On Demand or something. Yeah. Um, speaking of LGBT exciting stuff just happened last week so april 28 2015 the supreme court started hearing arguments in regards to making same sex marriages legal across all states not just one state here or there all states yes yes one blanketed you're you're all approved The decision will come in June, so this should be historic. I cannot. I I hope, obviously, that it goes through. Um, Right. Once it goes through, I think all the naysayers are just going to shut up because it's the Supreme Court. You can't appeal it. I mean, you can,
1: but we're going to, you know what I mean? (laughs) mean? Decades Um, later, you still have people trying to uh, uh, repeal Roe versus Wade, and that was, know, Supreme know. Court. So there will always be the people that just don't get it. But yeah. I, I'm almost okay if you don't get it as long as, you know, things are changing and happening. You know, like, mm-hmm. yeah. So I can't wait for that. That should
2: be amazing. Um, yeah, I'm excited about that. And another fun thing that happened May 2nd, I tweeted – um, the royal family and I said, you know, Princess Kate, thank you for holding that baby in one day because I don't want that baby to steal my thunder.
0: Um <laughs> the royal
1: baby was born. Oh, absolutely uh-huh. I did. I don't care. Um No, I I, I know you did yeah, it. I'm not care. shocked. I'm I'm, I'm <laughs> <laughs> Um,
2: the annoying part is we still don't know the baby's name. Oh, just tell me. Was it a girl? Was uh, it a girl? Actually, yeah, it was I definitely not. a girl. It was definitely okay. a girl. Um, so I'm, they say that there's going to be three names that they are saying. Okay. Uh, Oh, I, I think, okay. So it's either going to be Princess Alice and Alice is the the, the name of, which is, um, um, William's grandfather, his mother was, was, um, Princess Alice. Okay. Um, only thing is, Princess Alice was kind of cuckoo banana peppers, as Kyle would say. <laughs> she like got okay. put into a sanitarium and all that stuff, but she's still part of the family, so it's still a family name. Okay. There's also Charlotte, um, but okay. there is a Charlotte in Monaco. They have a Princess Charlotte in Monaco, okay. and then the other name is Diana. Um, oh, okay. I feel that Diana is a
1: horrible name
2: for a baby. Um, really? This baby, I think it's a horrible. Okay. Name. Here's why. Okay. Okay, tell me. I get naming your your daughter after your husband's mom. Make it a middle name because there is yes. so much yes. stigma to her name. Yeah. And there's such a pressure to live up to. So oh this my. kid, I, she 100%. needs to be fashionable. Yeah. She needs to be elegant and regal. And if she comes out with three teeth and one strand of hair and her name is Diana, I mean, <laughs> I mean, if this is an ugly baby and she's Diana. Um, We got problems. Yeah. <laughs> I
0: feel like yeah. they
2: should name her Alice because that isn't, there is no Princess Alice out there currently, you know. And I think it's a beautiful name. First of all, it's the name of my friend who lives in New Hampshire, who took me to the, you know, the campground. She's the one, it's, her name is Alice. That's one of my friends. Okay. So, and Alice yeah. loves London, so I feel like it'd be a tribute to my friend. Uh, but yeah. also, it's so
1: cute, like Princess Allie, you know, like, yeah. I think it would be adorable. My boss's and name is Alice. A... She's a good lady. <laughs> I would love to name the baby Alice. Uh, she even, we she wants and... to be a princess in real life, so we bought her tiara for her birthday, so she could have a little bit of glam at work. And she wore it the whole day, even when she had meetings with police officers, whoever, she wore her tiara because it was her birthday. So I I like that idea as well.
2: And I think it's a classic old name, and people kind of look at Alice and think,
0: hmm, I don't know if
2: I like that name. Well, they will now. You know, if it's Princess mm-hmm. Alice, every girl with the name Alice who's ever made fun of can be very proud of their name.
1: You know, I think it's a beautiful yeah. name. Yeah, well, but I have to I say it. those are bad. the three options. I I do. Yeah. I and no offense to people named George, George Clooney, you do good work. My Godfather, George, you're mm-hmm. a good person. But I felt they missed the boat. Like I was like I was let down. Yeah. You had all this time, and George, I don't yeah. even know if that has significance. Yep. It probably does. But I the three women, female names you mentioned, I'm happy with all of those. I agree about you know mm-hmm. attribute as a middle name, not the first name. Um, but already they're doing better than George. So thumbs up. Yeah. There. George is so. Mm.
0: George.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> Prince George. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yep. And plus there was already, um George is like his somewhere down the line. There there George is a common name though. It's like Yeah. I, I don't know. I just feel like King George is like something that's
1: already been done. Like
2: there's something yeah. different.
1: Are they allowed I was as royalty? Are they allowed to just pick a name? Like if they have, lo- if they want to name their daughter Julie or Melissa, are, are there rules that they can't do that? Do they have to name it somehow connected to the family? Could they have a? I uh, know a with Clarissa? boys, that one of the
2: rules with the boys is I think the boys have four names and the girls have three. Oh, wow. Um Okay. I don't know about the formalities. I'm sure there there is. I'm sure you just can't yeah. name your your daughter like Diamond. You know, Princess yeah. Diamond. You know <laughs> <laughs> Oh,
3: Diamond. You
0: know, you I
2: love <laughs> that. You can't name your baby like um uh Chardonnay. You know, that's, that's, okay. that's just for black folks. Um oh, you can't name your baby Hennessy or drag queens, mm-hmm. Princess Hennessy, mm-hmm. Princess of Lettuce, you know, you can't yeah. do that. <laughs> yes. I'm sure there are protocols where you have to you have to pick a name um that represents the family, blah blah blah, you know. It's kinda of, it probably sucks because so much of your um part of being a parent is naming your baby and you want to name yeah. your baby something that you feel comfortable with that represents that reflects how much you love that child. So Right. Yeah. Um big ups to the Chardonnays of the world and the diamonds. Um
0: mm-hmm.
2: Bless your hearts, girl. Um, a little fun <laughs> fact, though, Reese Witherspoon, her name is actually Laura Reese
0: Witherspoon. Just oh,
2: you know. so Reese is her middle name. <laughs> yep, and Ma- it's uh, Matthew Ryan Phillips.
0: Hmm. Okay.
2: Yep, yep. So uh, just, I don't know. I- Hot Pursuit is on TV, and my TV's on mute, and I just thought of it. So we're talking about names, I just thought that. Yeah. Um
1: Yeah.
2: But, yeah, I, I think there probably is a protocol.
1: I just don't yeah. know what it is. Yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah I don't either. I just, oh, actually, I I I'd just I'm love to have yeah. them have some freedom. Like, it's your baby. You should be able to name your yeah. baby whatever you want to. At but at the same time, not, you get to be royalty. So maybe we don't get to be royalty, yeah. but we can name our daughter whatever we want. So there's a trade-off. Yeah.
2: I think I, I want to go back to, like, naming kids, like, the, really... Beautiful, old name. Like, I'm sure you can't name the, the baby Michelle because that's too common. But, like, Princess Agatha, you know? Yeah. Or like Princess Agnes. Or yeah. Or something like that, you know? I. Or My friend Mabel. has a one-year-old something named
1: Agatha. They call her Aggie for short. And, and first you hear Agatha oh. and you're like, oh, that is a grandma name. But Agatha Christie is is her and her husband's favorite author. And they call the baby Aggie. And you know what? It makes sense. It fits when you meet the baby. So I kind of like that idea too.
2: Well, Camden, Maine is where my friends Matt and um, Kristen got engaged. So that's why they okay. named their daughter Camden. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. And this is before the trend of the name Camden. It was right mm-hmm. before it, actually. So yeah. Nicholas Lachey and Kristen Cavallari both have... Yeah, they both have uh, Camden boy, but this is a Camden girl. So.
0: Okay. Yeah.
2: So it started a trend. Yeah.
0: Um.
2: But yeah,
1: oh, I need to know this baby's name so I can sleep.
0: Oh. Yeah.
1: Why is is yeah. there is there is this normal or will it, like do we know? Oh, they'll release the name on day three, or like are we just waiting and hoping? They're supposed
2: to have the baby one day, and they release the name the next day. I don't know. Okay. It's taking so freaking long.
0: <laughs> hmm, I don't know.
2: This name better not suck, you know. Um, yeah. So, well, that's all the topics I had. Did you? Any, do you have any topic that you want to talk about? I'm trying to think
0: um, if oh I saw anything in the news. Oh, oh, oh. oh, oh. Go we ahead. The soaps. We forgot to talk about the soaps. What was
2: going
1: on the okay. gauge? Um, well, I'll say this, you know, um, Uh Doug, you might be listening, but you're not with us live, so I feel a little safer. Um, I am about three weeks behind on General Hospital, and I, when we are done with this show, I've got to start picking up the pace and getting them watched, because I know things are happening, I know the nurses all started on Friday, so I've been paying attention, and I tried to fake it on Tuesday, like, as if I had watched when it came out, you know that I hadn't, so um, I'm behind, so I have to catch up, so Hmm. I don't know what to say. Well, um, I know that somebody found out that Jake is Jason, so. Yes, I all. heard that Nicholas told Liz, um, and I, and my sister-in-law watches the show as well, and we were talking at, at the communion party earlier today, so I said, just tell me, I, you know, I've seen things on Twitter and in the, on, you know, in magazines, I, I won't, it won't hurt my feelings, so she did tell me that that did happen, and so that made me happy, <laughs> um. In a way, because you know, I want—I I wouldn't have hated it if that storyline dragged out for another year. Like I was—I love that idea. Um, I know some people were getting a little antsy and wanted the kind of truth to come out. So, it's good. Meh, whatever.
2: I just—I <laughs> love that. But mm-hmm. um, over at Young and the Restless, which you don't watch, obviously, um, mm-hmm. it's insane because. Remember how you were saying how Franco um, uh, did that to Carly? He called her out as a slut. Well, this is what happened, literally, within a week. Billy found out that Chelsea had slept with Gage in a one-night stand. He um, kept it to himself. He arranged to have their wedding. And he said, you know... Um, yeah, let's get married, and he says all these nice things, and he had his family there, he had her mom there, it was a short, like, you could tell it was rushed, but she was just like, oh, she was all excited, and she was happy, okay. and she he let her say her vows first, and how she loved him, and stuff, and then he said, I would never marry you, you're a slut. That's you the word. You slept way with Gabe. You hmm. slept with Gabe, and you didn't tell me and blah blah blah, but his acting though was kind of like it, my delivery. Okay. It was so wooden. It was, so, and I, you know what? I'm not trying to make fun of Burgess Jenkins. I think he's a he's a wonderful guy on Twitter. Yeah. But his he had an opportunity to rise to the challenge. He did not rise to the challenge.
1: He. And this is the fifty year old Billy that that, that that Kelly does not like. Yes. Yeah. Okay.
2: So um, there was that, and it felt very General Hospital. They took the scene right from General Hospital. And Mm -hmm. then after that, the thing that pissed me off is that Chelsea sat sat there and she took it. Well, guess what? On the show, Billy had sex with Victoria while he was sort of seeing Chelsea, and they produced Mm -hmm. a baby. Chelsea didn't mention that to him also didn't mention the fact that she helped him through the death of his daughter. She was there for mm-hmm. nobody else would. When Victoria and him broke up, Chelsea was there. Okay. Didn't mention that. Didn't mention mm-hmm. that at all. So my point is, the way that they're trying to attract women 18 to 49 is making these women unique and not stand up for themselves? Are you kidding mm-hmm. me? I was, like, shocked. I am yeah. shocked. Because Bill Bell's Young and the Restless would have had a scene in there like that. She would have said that as a retort. But this, this no, nope, no, nope, nothing. Hmm. And then there was another scene where he went to her house to collect his thing. He saw her and he ruined after her again and she backed down again. I'm like, what? Oh, this is not how you write a soap to geared towards women. You don't write mm-hmm. a show that makes women look like they're dispendable. You don't make them, you don't have them talked down to. I mean, it was just awful. Hmm. So that was the major part. And then you have Abby. It was a weird scene because Stitch walks into the lab and he's literally in a scene with a woman he slept with her half sister and her mother in one scene she's only been on the show for two years, so it was <laughs> really strange. it was really strange, though so, um the show is going downhill pretty quick. It really huh. is and i I wish someone would just step in Michael Logan has an interview this week with Jill ferenc and um, oh really yeah and Chuck Chuck Pratt Jr
1: so that
2: should be interesting to read
0: I
1: wonder do you think like real questions will be asked and if they are asked do you think Michael Logan does yeah Mm -hmm. okay he will ask Mm -hmm. because I mean I would I just I could just see it kind of like because, one, good or bad, you know, no one wants to be attacked about their style, whatever, you know, but I could so easily see it as, like, well, what do you say to the fans saying this, this, or this, you know, and you can totally get that. well, you know, they're going to have to give us an adjustment period, or soaps change, or they're always evolving, you know, they could give some stock answer that kind of justifies what they do, and that doesn't really answer the question for me. Even though I don't watch the show, yeah. I, it was the first soap I ever did watch, and, um, And I I get angry for you because I have friends who watch it and love it. And, you know, this is not their soap. And I feel bad for them. So um, I get angry, too, even though I haven't watched in, you know, decades. But they deserve better.
2: Yeah, I agree. And Bill Bell's legacy deserves better. And something that I put on Twitter was how is it that they can recast Billy two times? They recast Billy two times Mm
0: -hmm.
2: with... And, and and one of the performers of Billy won, like, two or three Emmys. And then yeah. they recast Phyllis, who Michelle Stafford is a two-time Emmy winner.
3: And they recast
2: right. Adam, who is a very popular character. Right. But they cannot recast Drusilla. Are you kidding me? Hmm. Like, what? what universe is this? Yeah. Like, Neil needs the love of his life back, and I wish they would just... Stop with the nonsense, you know. Um yeah. they're not thinking properly. They're, they're I think they're trying to collect a paycheck, but they're not doing it the right way. So mhm. Oh, so now that we've got that out of the way, uh there yeah. any other topic that you had?
1: Um, I was trying to think if I had seen anything crazy in the news or um no, nothing that I can see or remember. I was trying to think, what's that girl's name we always talk about? I don't remember her, um, and I, d- I didn't look her up, so I don't know if she did anything this week. Um, but I don't know, remember either. Eva Mendes. <laughs> I don't know if she did anything newsworthy. Um, so, no, I, I don't, don't either. Um.
2: Yeah, I don't think there's anything that I I got either. Um, I think we pretty much covered everything. I just can't yeah. wait for this decision. Um yeah, I'm just excited. And this week, got any
1: big plans this week? Um, what is this week? Um no, not really. I mean we're we're at a super busy point in the semester at the school I work for. We are this coming week is the last week of class, the week after mm-hmm. is finals week. Um and um, I'm in charge of the end-of-the-year process, and it, just, it might not seem like much, like, oh, the kids turn back their key and go away, but I've got to coordinate a system to get, help, like, 1,600 people, like, check out of campus and, you know, make sure they clean up their rooms right and do all that stuff. And So it's just, it's it still, like, two weeks from now, I will be breathing happily and having some drinks and enjoying the summer that is to come. Uh, but right now, we're just trying to get <laughs> through the days, get through the weeks, and get these people home <laughs> because we can't miss them if they won't go away. Right. Cool, cool. Yeah. What about you? Anything coming up?
2: Um I don't think so.
1: Um, let me think.
2: Um I don't think there's anything major coming up. Uh just checking my
0: calendar. No. No, no I think
2: it's just gonna be a typical week. I mean that's what I have planned. Um, yeah. For Cinco de Mayo, I'm going to be at 647 for Taco Tuesday, and they're doing um, Taco Tuesday all day from 11 oh. to um, close, which is awesome. Uh, they have gourmet tacos, so it's not just like, you know, Ortega tacos. This is like gourmet oh. stuff, you know? <laughs> yeah. 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 No, I, I, no I
3: know Ortega. what you mean. That's
2: something to look forward to.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and they're $2, too, so that, that yeah. makes it even better. Um, my favorite taco that they have is their fried chicken taco, which has, oh. um, a honey or not a honey, it's a buttermilk sauce drizzled on top of it with like lettuce. Oh my God. Oh, so good. that
0: sounds good. And then they did that
2: <laughs> same thing with fried chicken, yes. with fried fish. So it's like the fried fish and the, um, the fried chicken are my favorite. So, yeah. They used to have a demon taco which is like your mouth will fall off, but they, I think they stopped mm-hmm. doing that. But they change yeah. it up every season too, so I I'm sure it'll be more Mexican themed tacos this time. Mm-hmm. But yeah. um yeah, I'm excited about that. And yeah. um yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, the good thing about the summer for me, and I know this sounds really bad because I watch mm-hmm. a lot of it. Is that, mm-hmm. that my most of my TV shows are on hiatus, so I kind of get a breathing room, you know. So yes. So yeah, that's
1: about it. That's all I got. Yeah, well, I would just like to add one more thing. Um, not so much a topic mm-hmm. per se, but uh, we, to go back to when we were talking about Baltimore and the riots and all of that, um, I wanted to put a mm-hmm. name out there to people in case they're interested. Um, his 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 name is Jamie Upt, and his uh, Twitter handle is UTT underscore J-A-M-I-E, and he is a wonderful speaker, presenter, all about social justice um, and and anti-bullying and all of those things. Um, And he, um, being a white male, has uh, a particular voice in, you know, when people have to be explained that there are issues in the world and, you know, you kind of have to be open to change, it can be hard to hear that. And so sometimes um, I know earlier out, I call that my fellow white people. And so sometimes uh, it it helps to hear about social justice issues from someone that looks like you. And so I really recommend Mm -hmm. following him or at least checking his stuff out. He's got a website, uh, which is changefromwithin.org. Just a lot of good things. You know, sometimes when you look back um, when people who were, you know, anti-gay, it wasn't the gay person who changed their mind. It was their straight friend who had a gay thought, you know, and they saw it through their experience. Mm-hmm. So you know, I'm just about people evolving and educating themselves. And if it takes hearing it from a fellow white person to do so, then ha- then, ha- then <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say, that's, then that's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he is very smart. Uh, uh, I would love to bring him to my campus, actually, to do some presentations. But um, a shout-out to him. So his name is Jamie Ut. His Twitter handle is uh, UTT underscore Jamie. Um and his website is Changed From dot org, so check him out. Um he's got some good things to say. Great. I mean that
2: that's exactly it. You know, you definitely um want to hear it from other people. And I think it I think you hit the nail on the head when we said, you know, sometimes you need to hear it from somebody that looks and talks exactly like you for you to say mm-hmm. for you for it to click. You know. So, right, right. Yeah, good point. Okay, well, with that, um, I think we're going to wrap it up. Um, thank you so much, Michael, for joining me tonight.
0: Oh, no it's been problem. a
2: ball seeing, yeah. seeing the little catty side of you.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> um, so nice. You just got to gotta get passionate. like Julie Sugarbaker.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Great
2: role model. Um, yes. And uh, yeah, i I'm just happy that you're with me and um, great addition to the show. And next week, um, I think I'm going to have one of you host so that we can keep okay. it rotating. I'd like it that way. It feels more okay. um, more interactive that way. So Yeah, okay. All right. So thanks again for joining me. And everybody, yeah. thanks for listening. Have a great week, and I will talk to you everybody later. Yes, <laughs> take care.
1: Still thirsty for more tea? Then check out our upcoming and archived shows Right here on our Blog Talk radio page And don't forget to follow us on Twitter At The Spilled Tea And on Facebook at facebook.com Slash The Spilled Tea Thanks for listening to tonight's episode Of The Spilled Tea